When I was a child, much like many people I had a Magic 8-Ball that I played with, there was something about wanting to make its predictions true, but often, it, like most things, luck would bear it one way or the other. But I wonder how it would have felt if everything that's asked was true at all times. And we explore that with 8-Ball. Vincent Cox turned off the lights in his hardware store. He zipped up his black fleece jacket and walked out into the cold, lonely night. He fumbled for the keys in the pocket of his jeans, shivering just slightly. He finally fished a rusted copper key and locked the front entrance door, and he sighed and started to walk home. As he was walking down the sidewalk, something in the sidewalk glinted, dully clenching his eye. And next to a sewage drainage was a small black ball. He curiously shuffled over to that ball, knelt down, and touched it. There was a gust of cold wind, and Vincent shivered and glanced nervously behind him. He felt like he was being watched, and quickly he picked up the ball and examined it. It was a magic eight ball. The whole ball was smooth like it had never been used before. And he looked into the small triangle glass and was intrigued when he noticed that the word yes behind the glass were glowing brightly in the dark. He decided to ask the ball a simple yes or no question. Am I wearing a black jacket? Vincent shook the ball and looked into the glass. Definitely was what come up. Vincent smiled. It was just one of those coincidences. So he decided to ask another one. Am I in a relationship with anyone? Vincent knew he wasn't in a relationship with anyone. He wasn't much of a social man. I don't know, the ball replied. Vincent asked another question on whether he supported Obama. Again, the ball answered, I don't know. And Vincent asked more questions about his personal life, and no matter how hard or fast he shook the ball again and again, it came up as, I don't know. Finally, Vincent sighed and decided to ask a different set of questions. Am I a boy? The ball replied, certainly. Vincent paused for a while. Weird, he thought. Vincent asked another, am I listening to my iPod? No. Is it nighttime? Definitely. Vincent shivered. Am I holding an eight ball? Of course. Vincent was feeling colder now, and he felt he heard a rustling sound just in front of him. He couldn't see anything much in the darkness except for a house surrounded by small bushes and trees. He flipped out his cell phone and turned it on into lantern mode, but there was nothing he could see. He instinctively looked back to where his door was, but he didn't see anything strange. And shakily, he started walking back to his house. Vincent asked one more question. Am I walking to my house? Yes. Vincent started to walk faster, and as he was walking to his house, he would occasionally glance behind him, feeling like someone was watching him, trying to catch up to him. And when he reached his front door, he impatiently jabbed his key into the keyhole, missing a few times before putting it perfectly into the hole. When he unlocked the door, he swung it open and quickly shut it behind him. Locking the door, Vincent ran into the kitchen and grabbed a kitchen knife. He felt stupid, but he pushed out this thought and just slowly slid the knife into a case. And then he put the knife securely in his pocket. And he swore he heard scraping and bumping out in his front door, and he resisted the temptation to go check. Instead, he walked into the bathroom, turned on the lights, and closed the door, locking it, and he decided to ask a question. Am I at home right now? Yes. Vincent tapped his thumbs tensely. Am I eating anything? I don't know. Am I in the living room? 
I don't know. Then suddenly heard the front door burst open and footsteps coming through the entrance. He held his breath, his face going pale. He slammed off the lights in the bathroom and hid himself behind the sink waiting, clutching his kitchen knife. He heard the footsteps passing his bathroom. The footsteps then entered the living room and then they stopped. He felt the ball in his hand move slightly. Vincent took a look at the ball and his heart almost skipped a beat. Definitely not. He heard footsteps again. Walking up the stairs, Vincent made his escape. He ran out of the bathroom and to the front door. He ran out to the streets and back where the stores were. Are you still trying to find me? Of course. When he reached his store, he looked up around him and across him. His hardware store was an old magic shop. The door was slightly ajar. Are you still at my house? Vincent asked. Ha <laughs> ha, no. Are you coming to get me? Yes. Do you know where I am? Most likely. Should I be afraid? Of course. I, he pushed his way into the store and flipped on the lights, which the lights failed to turn on, so Vincent, Vincent flashed out his cell phone and turned on lantern mode. Breathing heavily, he scanned the large store, and looking in shock. The whole store was trashed. Vincent then judged him back in horror as he saw the dead body of the manager. He walked over to the body and saw a piece of paper in the hand and a transparent blade of a knife in another. Vincent hastily snatched the blade and rubbed with his pointed finger along the flat side of the blade and for a second all fear vanished inside of him. The blade glowed suddenly with a loud hum. A beautiful white light shined into his eyes, making him close them tightly. When his eyes readjusted, he marveled at the beauty of the light. It was a light of hope. The absence of darkness. Just then, Vincent was startled by the noise of footsteps entering the store. There was a low, terrifying grunt. Fear took over Vincent again, causing the blade to lose its light, leaving him with only his cell phone. He flipped it off and slowly backed into the very back of the store. Are you going to try to kill me now? Very good chance. He pocketed the eight ball in his jacket. He left His left hand slowly slid out the kitchen life. In case he was while clutching the transparent blade with his right, he slowly paced around randomly along the shelves and messes. He didn't know whether to sneak out or try stabbing the creature from behind. The footsteps and the grunts were coming closer and closer, and Vincent prepared himself. He waited patiently behind an old shelf of cards. Cautiously, Vincent leaned his head out of the left, catching a glimpse of the creature from the side. It looked like a huge rag doll. His mouth was wide open, its jaws hanging low. And that's all Vincent could make out of it, of the dark. And quickly he pulled his head back behind the shelf. His breathing grew more rapid and he was on a breaking point. Three, two, one. Vincent jumped out from the creature, lunging the knife into the creature's head. The beast stumbled backwards, howling. It slammed against the wall, regaining its balance. Vincent watched frozen in dread as the creature sluggishly pulled the knife out of its head. The creature started to laugh madly. It tossed the knife at Vincent, who ducked to the right just in the nick of time. The knife wound up... The knife wound on the creature slowly stitched back up and the creature pounced into Vincent while he screamed. Vincent was knocked back, bumping into a shelf. The shelf rocked a little, causing a bucket to drop onto the creature's head. The creature's grasp loosened and Vincent broke free. He grabbed the shelf and pushed it over onto the creature. It moved furiously and deliberately, tried to free itself from the shelf. Vincent felt a twinge of bravery and suddenly the blade shined a gorgeous beam of white light. Taking out the eight ball, Vincent said triumphantly, Do you think you're still going to try to kill me? I don't know. Vincent 
held the blade high in the air, throwing the light on the ceiling, and slammed it down to the creature's approximation of a neck. Just as it struggled to get out, the blade of the knife sunk into the creature's neck, filling his whole body with white light. The creature shrieked and bellowed as he flopped over like a fish on the land before disappearing completely. It was over, and Vincent sighed and nervously chuckled. Then he remembered that there was a piece of paper on the dead manager. He made his way towards the body, feeling sorry for the man before curiously picking up the paper. Anxiously, he read it aloud. I didn't know it would turn out like this. What have I done? It's going to eat my soul and it's going to eat yours. Please do something. Vincent's head was filled with questions, but he decided the bliss, that bliss was ignorance and he slowly put the paper back into his pocket. Vincent quickly took out the eight ball, standing completely still, and he asked a final question. Am I doing jumping jacks while saying all you need is love by the Beatles? Vincent shook the ball nervously and had answered the question in one word. Of course. So, that's where we end. This was a pretty straightforward but interesting one. Uh, we set up the uh, things we already understand about how the eight ball works. The discomfort of feeling like something's pursuing you and connected to you while using this uh, totem of sorts. And uh, we get a, what seems like a clean finale. So often in these creepypastas and so many that I enjoy, there's the open-ended, almost like where the end is the beginning to another story. But here, Vincent finds his way uh, out of the darkness and triumphantly emerges. So what do you guys think? And as always, take care. <laughs>